Thank you for listening to the Akuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, learning our purpose, and linking to our community. From wherever you are listening, welcome to the community. We hope you enjoy the message. Akuo. Thanks for joining us today, and I just want you to know I'm so excited to continue in the series that we started with the new year. It's the same series that we do every year, but each and every year it's a little bit different. It's our 21 Days of Prayer series. Now remember, during this time, we want to remind you to pray first. That's why we all have our phone alarm set to 11, 11 a.m., all those ones to remind us that we need to pray first. And we get to pray together, all of us, once a day. Now, in addition to that, we are also following a word that God gave our church for 2023, and that word is ready. Not like God is gonna make us ready at some point. We are actually ready now. That's what God is trying to tell us. That's the word that has been given for us. It's not something for the future. It's not for 2024. It's for right now. We are ready. Now, for some of us, we don't feel like we are ready. Every time I come up here and say, hey, we're ready, we're ready, you're like, no, man, I'm I'm not. But I'm here to tell you that God has created you for a purpose. God has created you in a way that you are ready right now to live out. And that idea is what we're going to be digging into for this entire year. And that brings us to today. To kick off what I want to talk about today, what I want to start with is physics. Yeah, physics. There's this law of physics that we need to know about to continue to understand that we are ready. And it's called Newton's third law of motion. That law, pretty simplified, says this. For every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. Now, let me give you a few examples. Think about when you go swimming, right? Like while you're swimming, you're going to cup your hands like this and you're going to push the water backwards behind you, right? Well, so when you're pushing that water backwards, what's gonna happen is the water actually exerts a force back on you and you go forward, right? So you're going like this, pushing the water backwards, moving forward. The same thing happens when you're walking. You push the ground backwards, right? And then the ground is going to exert a reaction force on you in the forward direction. So now that you know about this law that Sir Isaac Newton developed in the late 1600s, we can get to what we really need to talk about today. Something that is so connected to this. Temptation in our lives. Which I get it. It it doesn't sound like it really connects, but just hold on. Let me explain this. So think about this. When you're trying to do things the right way, when you're trying to follow God in the best way possible, does something pop up that actually makes you want to go in like the exact opposite way? Think about this. There's probably something that you're doing that you, that you might be doing in your life right now where you are dealing with this exact thing. For instance, I talked about it a minute ago. A lot of us have given something up to spend more time with God. A lot of us have set an alarm at 11, 11 to make sure that we are praying first. And that is something that I can confidently say is a good thing. Giving up something that will help you get closer to God, sending an alarm to pray. Those are good things. But this thing that's calling you, or this thing that you've given up, it might be social media, or Netflix, or video games, or whatever. Well, in those times that you're looking to spend some extra time with God, you might feel a tug, you might hear a whisper, to do the exact thing that you have given up, to just hit snooze on the alarm, or stop the alarm, and keep on moving. 
for me, it always happens in the moments that I'm like trying to be doing the right thing, right? Like I'm trying to write this sermon. It's like, why don't you go and play that game or do this thing that you're giving up right now? There's something pulling me away. The way I'm trying to do better, but at the same time, something is trying to tempt me with something that will only make me worse. For every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. Every time we try and move in the right direction, every time we try to do the right thing, something is trying to pull us back in the opposite direction. Y'all, I don't think that is something that ever goes away. I think so long as you're looking to make the right decisions in your life, so long as you're trying to follow God in the best way possible, there will be temptation for you to do the wrong thing, always. It doesn't matter how many times you've made the right decisions, there will be temptation. It doesn't matter how long you have prayed today, how many days in a row you've read your Bible app. It doesn't matter how many candles you have lit. It doesn't matter how many books of the Bibles you have read this year. Temptation will be there waiting for you and pulling you back. And I can say that with complete confidence. Because we see this thing happen in Jesus' life. If there was anybody who could have been above that, it was Jesus. And yet it was still there. And in this account of his life written by his good friend and disciple Matthew, we see Jesus dealing with temptation. And what's really interesting is the timing of this temptation. You see, right before this account that we're going to read through today, we saw Jesus get baptized. We see the spirit of his father descend like a dove and settle on him. And we hear God say, this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. This is one of the, the most amazing things that we have read about Jesus in his account up to this point. And then immediately after that, this is what he deals with. Temptation. This could be looked at as annoying, a hassle. Something Jesus could do without. But I think there's more to this than just simply being tempted to sin. Let's take a look at what Matthew had to write. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. For 40 days and 40 nights, he fasted and became very hungry. During that time, the devil came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. So we see here that the new spirit that descended on Jesus led him into the wilderness. He didn't end up there by accident. He didn't crash land there. He wasn't on a three-hour tour. The Spirit led Jesus there on purpose. Why? What could possibly be the reason for this? Well, it, it says so in the, in the Scripture, actually. Jesus is led to the wilderness so he could go there and get tempted. He was led there to be tempted to sin. Not to fail, though. I think there was actually something more at work. Because look at how he is tempted. The devil says, if you are the son of God, then do this. So this test, the temptation pointed directly, is pointed directly to Jesus' role of being God's son. The devil assumed that if he were the son, that if Jesus were the son, then perhaps he could be pushed to act on his own will and not of the will of his father. Jesus was led to the desert to go without food. So this would be Jesus working with his own power and outside of the will of his father by turning stones into bread. Y'all, this is the equal and opposite reaction to Jesus having the Holy Spirit descend on him. 
Newton's third law of motion is at work here. But that's not all. I think that this all points to something else. Because remember, the devil shows up and tells Jesus to perform a miracle and move away from the will of the Father. Chances are, for us, we won't get tempted by the devil to like perform a miracle to turn rocks into bread. And there's a reason for that. The reason is that we aren't Jesus. We don't work in that level of power and that ability. And Jesus was set up for something totally different than us. He was called to lead a life of totally following the Father. He was called to lead a life without sin. He was given this ability that hasn't been seen since then. So the temptation was trying to get Jesus to move in the opposite direction of his calling. This temptation was trying to get Jesus to move away from his purpose. So with that logic, I think that temptation can actually help us. I think temptation can actually point us to our purpose. And we'll see this a few more times with Jesus, but think about it in, in our lives. Remember, we are called to live a life with our roots dug into the Holy Spirit, so we are producing the fruit of the Spirit. When we are connected in that way, the Holy Spirit will move through us. And the Apostle Paul named this fruit. The fruit that comes from the Holy Spirit is joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So my guess is that when we are trying to dig our roots deep into the Spirit, into the living water, and allow the Holy Spirit to have fruit of the Spirit come through us, we are tempted. And Paul also laid out what, the, what he called the sinful nature is which is the opposition of the Holy Spirit. And he said that this nature leads to things like sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, envy, drunkenness, and other sins. These are probably a lot of the things that we feel tempted to do. This is the opposite reaction to us digging our roots deep into the Holy Spirit, into the living water. This is the sinful nature leading you in this way. And this nature comes directly from our enemy, the devil. He is the opposite reaction. He is the counterfeit of everything that God the Father does. But the beauty of this opposite reaction is that it can actually help us understand our purpose. We're seeing this happen with Jesus in the story that we're reading. Because when we can turn from the temptation and go like in the exact opposite direction, we can find the exact place that God has called us to. There's actually a really good way too that we can fight against this temptation. Really, let's call it what it is. There's a good way that we can fight against these lies that we are told with truth. Now let's see how Jesus responds to these lies that are trying to lead him in the opposition of his purpose. But Jesus told him, no. The scriptures say people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So this is how Jesus meets this lie that he's being told. He turns around, looks in the other direction, and quotes the truth to the devil. He quotes the scripture to him. Jesus explains that he doesn't need to use his powers to turn stones into bread. He just needs to follow the words that come from the mouth of God, his father. Jesus reaches back into those Jewish scriptures and in the book of Deuteronomy and quotes the exact phrase needed to show the truth in that situation. That is how we can turn around. That is how we can get our own equal and opposite reaction 
moving against temptation. And y'all, it doesn't have to be like a word-for-word recitation of the Bible, right? You don't have to be like, oh man, that's Matthew 7, 22. No, 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 you don't have to do that. You can just have a great understanding of something. For instance, with me, like I'm someone that will listen to all the whispers of my shortcomings. I can buy into all the things that my flesh is telling me about not being good enough in, in all the roles that I hold dear in my life. You know, me being a husband, a, a father, a pastor, a son, a friend. I will hear all the ways that I am the worst in these roles. I will hear all the ways I need to retreat from these roles because that would be the best option for me and the people that I'm serving in those roles. To stop, also to stop putting myself out there because I'm probably going to get hurt because I'm going to fail or they're going to fail me. So I'm tempted to isolate myself, turn from emotional vulnerability, make sure that I'm protected, that I, you know, I'm, and I'm tempted to believe those people aren't going to like who I am or they're going to like hurt me. So I, I'm supposed to move in that direction away from them. But when I think about it, the exact opposite is actually what I'm called to do. And it's all laid out in scripture too. I'm called my, to love my wife with everything, to love her like Jesus loved the church. I'm called to love my kids, not to, to bring them to anger, but to be an earthly example of what a good and loving father looks like. I'm called to be a good steward of the moments that I get to stand in front of you and explain to you who Jesus is. I'm called to love and respect my parents and family members. And I'm called to lay my life down for my friends. That's all scriptural. And you know what? None of those things have anything to do with me or my feelings. All those other things are lies. And by fencing myself off from that, I could be missing out on what I've been called to do in this world. But I flip it. If I can just turn it around and move in the opposite direction, I'll find the purpose that God has given me on this earth. And you can do the exact same thing. You can step away from the lies you're being told. You can step away from the temptation. You can step away in the exact opposite direction of your temptation and find your purpose standing right there in front of you. And you can do all this by spending some time with God, by spending some time in his word, by reading the accounts of Jesus, by reading the letters shared from early Christians to early Christians back and forth, by listening to what God has to tell us in our prayer times. We can be ready for when temptation is knocking on our door. Y'all, you're ready to take on your temptation and figure out your purpose. I know you can do this because we have the example set out for us. All this happened to Jesus first and he laid out the way that we can do this. You see, after his first temptation in the wilderness, the devil tempts Jesus again by saying that Jesus should throw himself off the temple and allow angels to catch him. But again, Jesus quotes truth at him, goes back to Deuteronomy one more time in the Jewish scripture and says that you shouldn't be testing God. I'm not going to test my father. So after those two failed attempts, the devil throws up one last try at Jesus. Let's see how it plays out. Next, the devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. I will give it all to you, he said, if you kneel down and worship me. 
Get out of here, Satan, Jesus told him. For the scriptures say, you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil went away and angels came and took care of Jesus. So this is the height of desperation for the devil. He throws the kitchen sink at Jesus. You can have it all. All the world is yours. Then he shows it to Jesus. Every single kingdom, every single thing, all of its beauty, all of its glory. But the price is worshiping the devil. This is just another lie. Another way to throw Jesus off of his purpose. Jesus knows what he was there to do. And then he throws truth back at Satan. There's only one God Jesus should be worshiping. And he's the only one that Jesus will serve. Think about this, y'all. This is the total opposite action from what Jesus is supposed to do. This is what he's getting tempted with. Because remember, Jesus is supposed to lay his life down for the world. Jesus is supposed to sacrifice himself. Jesus is supposed to save everyone. But the devil is saying, no, 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 come with me. Let me show you all this awesomeness out there and you will rule. I'll give you everything. You'll possess everything in the world. You will be the king of kings, but you won't have to sacrifice anything. Don't worry about that cross thing. Just come follow me. Y'all, this is what's happening to us all the time. The temptations that we are seeing and hearing call to us in our lives are doing their best to pull us away from the purpose that God has called us to. When these things come for us, when we are doing the right things and we hear these calls to do the wrong thing, we have to be willing to say, Satan, get out of here. Just like Jesus did. Because when we can do that, everything can change for us. We see when Jesus does that, angels show up, take care of him. And then look at what happens next. From then on, Jesus began to preach. Repent of your sins and turn to God for the kingdom of heaven is near. Once Jesus had dealt with the temptation in his life, he was able to leave the wilderness and do what? He started preaching. He started telling the world about once what was happening. You see, once Jesus dealt with the temptation, he was able to step into purpose. His purpose, the purpose that he was created for. Y'all, this principle of this is simple. Turn away from temptation. Walk into your purpose. The application is also pretty simple. The, the problem is that the temptation is unrelenting. It is sophisticated. It knows us. And it can be exhausting. But I want you to know that you aren't alone in this. I want you to know that being tempted isn't the end of the world. Akuo, remember the purpose that the devil has for you getting tempted. These temptations aren't necessarily just so you can sin. Because remember, Jesus died for you. When you believe in him, you are forgiven of those sins. When you believe in Jesus, you always have that forgiveness. You can't out-sin Jesus' sacrifice. So falling into sin isn't great. I don't want you to do that. But that isn't the end of the world for you. The, these temptations are meant for more than you just sinning. These temptations are to keep you off track of your purpose. The lies are meant to distract, to slow you down, to keep you from your purpose, to keep you from showing the awesomeness of Jesus to all the people in your life. But y'all, these temptations have no power over you or the purpose God has given you in your life. They can't stop you. The devil can't stop you. He can only convince you to get distracted. 
Hey, look at this shiny thing over here. That's all he can do. Temptation alone isn't something that will make God turn from you. He will always be there. Now, we can beat this. We are ready. Akuo, we are ready right now. Not someday, not next week, right now. Now, for some of you, you're like, I, I want to be ready, but I haven't gotten there and I want to accept this. And, and I want this Holy Spirit in my life. Now, to get that, all you have to do is believe in Jesus and what he did here on this earth. And for some of you listening right now, you might not have ever proclaimed that. So this first step in dealing with the temptation and, and walking into your purpose is believing. And if that's you, I just want you to thank you for, for listening to this. I appreciate your interest in what we're talking about and, and being a spiritual investigator in this way. Now, if you're listening today and you decided that you want all this, that you want to walk into your purpose, that you want to push against temptation, that you want to have the Holy Spirit leading you in your life, I would love to help you get that. And all you have to do to do that is have a conversation with Jesus, which we would call a prayer. Now, in this prayer, you just simply confirm your trust and faith in Jesus. That Jesus is who he says he was, the Son of God, the perfect lamb sacrificed for you to make you right with God. And I know things can be a little bit weird right now while you're, while you're doing that, a little scary. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask all of our Akuo community to pray along with you. Because here at Akuo Church, nobody ever has to pray alone. You always have a community there with you to pray with you. So if you want to confirm your belief in Jesus, just go ahead, uh, bow your head if you're able to right now, and just say this between you and him. Just say, Jesus, I believe. I believe in you and what you did here on this earth. Today, the best way I know how, I give you my life. Amen. Now for the rest of us believers, whether you've believed in Jesus for the last five decades or the last five seconds, I wanna lead you in something. Now remember, we're in a season of giving up time to listen to God, so I wanna do that right now. I wanna take a minute to just sit in silence and listen to God and what he has to tell us. Now, I want you to know, it's, it's okay if you don't hear from him, right? It's, it's still good to sit in silence and just spend a minute with him. The thing that I keep on saying over and over again during this series is that sometimes the best ability is availability. Just being able to sit with God in silence in these moments can help you connect to him moving forward. Because just being available might be that first step. If you're not available, it's probably not gonna happen. Okay, so here's what I want you to do. I want you to ask God a question and just listen for his answer. Here's the question. Just say, ask him, Jesus, can you show me the way I'm getting tempted so I can see the purpose that you have for me? All right, I'll come back in a minute to finish out in prayer.
Okay, let's pray. Jesus, thank you for everything you did for us. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for laying your life down for us. Jesus, help us tune in on your voice. Help us see the purpose you have created us for and help us move toward that purpose. Jesus, show us the work you have created us for. Jesus, please quiet all the noise around us that isn't you. Help us walk with humility. Help us move with generosity in every possible way that we can show it. Thank you for everything, Jesus. We love you. And we pray all these things in your holy and mighty and precious and awesome name. Amen. All right, thank you so much for being a part of this day. Before you go, there are a few things I'd like to share with you. First off, if you're watching online, you're listening to us through the podcast, I just want to remind you that we are in the gym right now on Sunday morning. So if you want to jump in with us next week, be sure and jump in with us at 10 a.m. in the gym, 100 Quinton, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. Now, while you do come in, I just want you to know, you know, it's a new spot. We're still learning things. So just give us some grace. Also, if you step in there and you see something that you think we should be doing better, let us know. Or even better, jump in with us and join one of our A-teams to help make it better. Now, y'all, the only reason that we're able to move in the gym or link to the community in any of the ways that we are is because of you and your generosity. And I just want to thank you so much for the ways that you guys do that. Now, I don't care how you're doing it. I'm not going to say this is a hard and fast law or rule that you need to be doing. What I want you to do is listen to the Lord. Don't worry about how much you're giving. Ask him and see what he says. Now, if you aren't sure where to start or you haven't been super sure of what you heard, one of the many ways that you can express your generosity here at Akuo is through the biblical method of generosity called tithing which means giving a first root 10% offering to the storehouse, which is your local church. That could be the place that you start. But remember, we don't want this to be a burden for you. We want you to do this, do this first, and then you see all the amazing blessings that you've been given in your resources. And then it's through that it becomes a celebration of your relationship with Jesus. This isn't something where you give to God and he gives you something bad. This is about doing this to celebrate all the things that you have received through your relationship in Jesus. We would just want to do this first with our resources. We want God first in every single part of our lives. Now, the celebration of giving might not be a possibility for you right now, though. Things might be really tough for you and your family, and that's okay if things are tough for you right now, because we are here to help. Akuo's here to help. We want to be linked to you during your tough time. So if you need anything at all, please reach out to us. Or if you know someone that needs help, let us know. To do that, all you have to do is go to our website, akua.church, and click on the Contact Us link. You can also send an email to us at help at akua.church, or you can call or text at 210-901-8785. Now, if you are willing to give here at Akua Church, the way you can do that is by going to our website, akua.church. Now, when you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the instructions that you see on the screen. We also have our text to give option. For that, all you have to do is text Akuo. A-K-O-U-O on the dollar amount you want to give to the number 77977. Now, if you don't want to give electronically, we also have our P.O. box available if you would like to send your gift through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail that check to Akuo at P.O. box 100-125, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. 
All right, y'all, that's all that I have for you today. I just want you to know that I love and appreciate each and every one of you. And I will be praying for you every single day at 11.11 this week. That's my promise to you for sure. Now, before we go, let me just pray over you one last time. So Jesus, I just ask that as, as these folks put away their phones, turn off their TVs, uh, you know, close up their tablets, Lord, I, I pray that you'd be speaking to them. I pray that you would show them where you are leading them. I pray that they would be able to turn around in the opposite direction of the temptation in their lives and walk directly into the purpose that you have created them for. Jesus, I thank you so much for what you're doing here. I thank you so much for the way that you're moving in this community. I thank you for everything. I love you. We all love you. And we pray these things in your name. Amen. All right, so that's all that we have for you this week. We'll see you next time. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.